let me say again and again and again, you need to become an absolute Jedi master at the basics before you even start to think about all the shiny stuff around the outside. Meet your host, Andy Naylor. Andy is a men's physique transformation expert, competitive physical champion, and a multi-six-figure business owner who has helped thousands of busy, high-achieving men get into the best shape of their lives and reconnect with their inner alpha. On this show, Andy is going to share with you his playbook on feeling healthy again, avoiding the common pitfalls successful men fall into, dropping 20 to 30 pounds of fat, and building a physique you can finally be proud of. And the transformations aren't just physical either. You're going to learn how meeting your personal goals will help support your professional achievements, giving you that true alpha mentality. Let's go. Yes, my men, we are back. Welcome to the show. My name is Andy Naylor. I am founder and CEO of Naylor Body Design and host of the Optimal Alpha podcast. And we are still continuing sort of initial nutritional series, the basics of some of the nutritional things that I think help a lot of people. We have covered calories. We have covered macros. We have covered water and hydration. Today, we're just going to cover planning, the most unsexy part of all of this that I could imagine. But yet again, hey, look, it is the basic stuff that if people can't get this, this down, nothing else matters. Let me say again and again and again, you need to become an absolute Jedi master at the basics before you even start to think about all the shiny stuff around the outside. So let's dive straight in. We're going to be talking about today, basically planning and execution when it comes to, again, just the basics of your nutritional outlook. We're not diving too deep at the moment. I want you just to start to get this sort of overarching theme. So we're going to go into why plan how to plan, and then how to adapt and overcome when the shit hits the fan, because it will do. So why plan? Well, with no plan, there is no path. There is no route. There is no map. There is going to be no result. Let me put it to you like this analogy. You are the captain of a ship, and you sail out of a harbor with no compass and no map. Where do you think you're going to end up? You haven't got a clue, have you? You don't know. So if you're going after a physique goal, whatever that might be, and you put into the training and all of that stuff to one side, you have no nutritional plan whatsoever, what on earth do you think is going to happen? Again, I speak to people and I ask this same question on all of the consultations, you know, what are your food choices? What does it look like? And then do you feel like you have a structured plan? And the amount of people that say to me, yeah, I really do. And I'm like, okay, so why are you not making any progress then? Or why are you not making the progress that you would prefer to be making? Yes, you might be able to tell me your food choices, but that's no plan. That's just the choices of food you're shoveling down your throat every day. There has to be a clear plan, a clear path. We're not just talking about the food choices. It's got to be about the quality of the food, the choices of the food the amounts of the food, the calories and the macros, even down to maybe the timing of the food. Where are you putting the macros? Where are you putting the bulk of the calories? Where do you place the carbohydrates? All these things matter. But then before all of that is, when are you going to buy the food? When are you going to cook it? 
you need to find systems that are going to fit into your life that become the overarching plan of your nutritional outlook. There are many elements to it. Don't be overwhelmed by it, but you've got to sit down and at least write something down and go, right, this is how the structure of my nutrition is going to look. If there is no plan, you've got no route forward, forget it, you're goosed, it's over. So that is simply put, in a very quick few sentences, the reason why to have a plan. So how do we plan? It's pretty simple. Guess where you need to start if you're going to put together a nutritional plan? Where would you start? What's the first thing that comes to your mind right now? So the first thing that comes to my mind is, is what's your damn goal? What are you looking to achieve? If you're going to go and create a plan, what is the outcome you want the plan to help you create? Do you need better health? Do you need to drop body fat? Do you need to build muscle? Do you need to train for sport? Like, What is the thing that you need to do? Work out your goal. Then from your goal, start high level. What are the calories required to help you achieve the goal? Then what will be the macros that make up those calories? I've spoken about those very briefly in earlier episodes. Go back and listen to those. How many meals are going to fit your life? Don't just follow a plan where someone else, you know, matey down the gyms eating six meals a day and looks great. And you think you've got to eat six meals a day. I eat three or four meals a day. Why? Because it suits my world. It suits my busy life and it works great for me. There have been times when I've certainly eaten, you know, six meals a day and that's also been absolutely fine for me. But what you've got to find is what works for you. Someone else's plan isn't going to necessarily work for you. So the number of meals, the timing around training. So if you're going to train in the morning, your meals will look different in the morning than if you were going to train in the evening, mostly due to where do you put your carbohydrates. So you've got to start planning that out. When is the best time of the day for you to train? For me, I train best between 9 and 11. So for me, I have one meal before I train that's carbohydrates, one meal that's, that's carbohydrates after. Then I can, I can not eat carbohydrates for the rest of the day if I don't want to because I've got them around my training when my body is going to partition those nutrients best. You need to start to think about that and only you can work that out. Then you need to think, okay, where's the food coming from? There has to be a system behind this whereby if the food is not in the house, cooked and ready for you to eat, and you're hungry, you're going to do what everybody does, which is to find the first thing that comes to hand and eat it. Let's not kid ourselves. It is not like dieting is not won and lost in the kitchen. A lot of people think that is it's won and lost in the kitchen. It's not. It's won and lost when you go shopping. Whatever you buy and bring back into your house, don't kid yourself. There's a high chance you're going to eat it. This rings true for me. I have, <laughs> I am a biscuit fan. I love cookies. I love biscuits. I love dark chocolate. And if they're in the house, I will eat them. Unless I am in full dieting mode, then I can put them to one side. But if I'm not, I will snack on dark chocolate, like 85% dark chocolate through the day. And I mean teeny tiny amounts. But if I was in a real dieting phase, that would be a problem. So guess what? I just wouldn't bloody buy it. I wouldn't bring it into the house. I would win at the shop. I wouldn't bring it back into the house and put the temptation in, in, in front of me. So Think about what you're buying and where you're buying it. Where is the quality of the food coming from? If you struggle to get it, order it. A lot of the meat that I buy, I actually order for some, for, from some really high-quality online shops that get high-quality meat, so I haven't got to go out and source it. My life is extremely busy, and I need convenience, but I need quality, and it is out there. Don't kid yourself. If you haven't got time to go into the shops or you just don't want to go walking around you know, all your average grocery shops and supermarkets for whatever reason, that's fine. 
find a bloody solution. Stop whinging about it. Find your way around it. Then you've got to think to yourself, how often am I going to cook? You know, for me, I am quite lucky. I cook a meal, I eat it pretty much. Why? Because I work at home. Yes, I am fortunate for that. If I didn't and I worked somewhere else, I would be batch cooking meals, maybe two, maybe three days at a time and storing them somewhere in a certain way where I could take them out and take them to work. And then therefore I would have the meals ready. Another part of planning that people don't think about is when it comes to eating food and then tracking it, track your food before you eat it. Don't eat it and then track it and then think to yourself, oh, holy shit, I've gone over, over my macros. Like that's like that's that's like a schoolboy error. Track your food first, work out if you can eat it, and then eat it. Like work your planning backwards, like re like reverse engineer it. And this is also about how to adapt and overcome because things are not you're not just gonna create a plan and it's not just gonna go to plan. Like a plan should be always ever evolving. Your goal is probably always ever gonna evolve. And therefore, your needs are going to evolve as you get lighter, as you get heavier, as your digestion changes, as your food preferences changes, as your life changes. You're going to need to keep up with that of your food. If you don't, your plan is then null and void. So you need to learn to adapt and overcome. Your plan will fail. Learn from that. One of the things a lot of people do is they, they, they'll, they'll mess their food up at some point in the day, and then that's it. It's like the whole day has gone to shit at that point. Oh, God, I've gone off. Do you know what? I've had three biscuits, you know, at break time at work. That's it. I'm now going to literally snort a whole box of fucking cookies and dive into some fucking Ben and Jerry's because I might as well just I might as well just sod the whole day off because I've literally just made a little mistake. It's like it's like imagine imagine someone let the air out of one of the tires on your car. Would you then go and stab the other three tires because one of the tires has been let down? Of course you bloody wouldn't. But people sabotage their whole day because they've made one small mistake. Understand the mistake, ring fence it, and overcome. Learn as you go. Learn where your triggers are. Learn where you tend to fail over and over again. For most people, it'll either be at the weekends, it'll be in stressful or emotional situations, or it'll be in the evening. Learn from that. Take whatever action you need to take to make sure that it doesn't happen. You already know it's going to happen. It's been happening for bloody years, probably. Take some action. Maybe reach out and get some help. You will fail on your diet. Everybody does. Don't beat yourself up about it. Write it down, work out what happened, adapt and overcome. And then track and log as much as you possibly can. I know, again, a lot of people say to me, oh, I don't have time, you know, fit in my fitness pal, I ain't got time to do that. That's a load of shit. I'm sorry, but that's just a load of shit. That is, I've never heard so much crap. I, I haven't got time to log my food. It takes less time to log it than it does to bloody cook it and eat it. Stop kidding yourself. That is one of the laziest things I've ever heard. Don't kid yourself. If you can't, uh, there are ways around it, yes. If you get really good at portion control, can you do it without it? Yes. But if, you're, if you've never been able to successfully log weight, then let me tell you, one of the easiest things you can do to, to be accountable is log your food. Just do it. Stop coming up with the bullshit excuse of the reason why you can't and just do it because your chance of success goes up exponentially the moment you start seeing what your food looks like in terms of numbers, not what it looks like on the plate or smells like. 
but in numbers, the calories and the macros, because that's all your body sees, calories, macros, and what can it do with it? So make sure that you are logging your food and being accountable to it. And that doesn't mean that you're putting yourself inside a food prism, quite the opposite. It means you're liberating yourself. You're then saying to yourself, oh, heck, I've got got a credit of 2,000 calories to spend today. And I'm going to spend 80% of that on whole, natural, good, wholesome foods. And it may be I'm going to spend 20% of that on a little bit of Ben and Jerry's, on a couple of cookies, on a little bit of something that makes me happy. There's nothing wrong with that. But how could you have done that if you can't be asked to track your food? So get over that. And it's as simple as that. Raw basics, yeah? Let's get these raw basics in place and then begin to build on them. So that is going to wrap up today's super quick, super short uh, episode. I hope it's helped. Again, if you want to reach out, you want to tag me on social media, you want to dive into things a little bit further, you want to understand a little bit more about our program, tag me, reach out. If you ever send us the phrase, let's go into any of our social medias, we will see that and we will come back and say hi and obviously begin a a conversation with you. We're more than happy to. So my guys, go out there, be absolutely alpha every single day. And I will be back here with another episode soon as you were. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. We hope that you feel motivated to start making changes in your life so you can see those results that you've been wanting to achieve. Remember, you can do anything you set your mind to. If you love the show, please leave us a five-star review and make sure you tell your friends. If you'd like to connect with Andy, you can find him on Instagram at Andy underscore Nailer underscore Pure underscore Elite underscore Pro. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well. Talk to you again soon.